0: The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings
1: Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. This is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. 2023,
2: a momentous year. The year ESPN 1000 turns 25. A quarter century spent with Chicago sports fans. And a lot of great moments through those 25 years. In conjunction with those great moments, we had to find a great partner, and so we did.
1: Great Clips presents the 25 greatest moments in Chicago sports during the history of ESPN 1000. Number 22.
3: That is right. We're counting down the 25 greatest moments in Chicago sports over the last quarter century since we began ESPN. This has been a
0: consensus building process and project. So this hasn't been any one person's decision. We all voted on all of this, you and me and Tyler and...
3: Sylvie and Danny Zetterman. That is correct. And so we have been counting them down. We are currently at number 22. And do you remember the previous moments that we have? Uh, uh, the shared. last
0: one was Hosa. Yes. And Mer- the come from behind against the uh, Predators. And that and no is- one remembered. That no stop one will I remember. Prior it. to that was Since the trade up, Yes, trade ahead. up for Justin Fields. That
3: was number twenty four when the Bears traded up for Justin Fields, which you think was. I
0: was just a little bit. I was not as high on that as others. But again, as I said, this is a. You know, this is a process
3: where we all have a vote. I think that just goes to show that Waddle is siding with Mike Tannenbaum and his belief that the Bears should trade Justin Fields and draft Bryce Young. I just don't think that I walk
0: around with my my pants off to just have already decided that he's headed for the Hall of Fame. Question,
3: if, if, if the Bears trade Justin Fields and draft Bryce Young, do we need to reevaluate our list? I think we're going to have to
0: seek medical help for you and Sylvie (laughs) and Tyler and some of the others here at the station.
3: And our very first moment that we shared with the folks, number 25, do you recall? Uh, That
0: was uh,
3: Joakim Noah and the, what was it, the triple overtime
0: game in the Celtics series with the the Bulls?
3: Yeah, and and Joakim Noah's dunk on uh, Paul Pierce. As I've said 100 times, this is going to be a, a great process for
0: me over the course of the next 22 weeks because and it has been for all 25 weeks or will be for all 25 weeks because my memory sucks and this would be an opportunity for those of you who have really good memories especially when it comes to chicago sports greatest moments
3: that you will remind me of all of these great moments and i'll be able to relive them again we will remind you a uh, courtesy of course from our great friends over at great clips I went today, Waddle. I went Did this you? morning. Mm-hmm. You look great. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, not just the it's shirt. It's going to be great. Nice, Anytime nice. you get in the car and you drive over there, you know it's going to be great. Fantastic experience, as always, in and out in about 15, 20 minutes. Easy peasy. Uh, use the app check-in. It what is, do they use on the clippers? Which, I go one. I like yeah. it nice nice and tight on yeah. the sides there. So that's my uh, that's What about my on preference. top? What do they do on top? I have a little bit of a trim. Yeah. Keep it short. And I go every two to three weeks. like to keep You're it short. You are going nice. to get some racing stripes sometime. Maybe I'll do that next time. You know what? You know what's great? If I do it and I like it, they'll put it in my little profile and they'll say, guess what? Mellon likes the racing stripes on the side. How about I bring in some clippers tomorrow and you let me put some racing stripes? Then why would I go to Great Clips if I just have you coming in and bringing clippers? Well, they they can create what you have now, but then I could. They could fix whatever you botch up. Next time. Yes, yes. So uh, no, no, no racing Probably going to put that on hold for now. Okay. Um, but yes, it is all, always courtesy of our uh, fine friends over at Great Clips. All so right. what are you going to remind me of today? Number 22 occurred in 2009.
0: I think Danny peed himself a little bit when we told
3: him this was, this was the 22nd greatest moment. April 2nd, 2009, the bears were moving and shaking. I bring you back... To the Carmen, Yerko, and Harry show on that day.
2: The Broncos agree. Uh, look at look is this a is this a day after April Fool's joke? Okay, this gotta it's be an April 2nd The show. Denver Broncos agree to trade quarterback Jake Cutler to Chicago. Shut up. No The Denver Broncos have agreed in principle. Da, da, that, that, that. Come on! The Chicago the Chicago Bears agree to trade I'm push reading this. the break. Let me read it. The Denver Broncos have agreed in principle to trade quarterback Jay Cutler to the Chicago Bears. Terms of this deal... Will be disclosed at a later time. This is from the email of Patrick Smith, manager of media information, Denver Broncos football club. Light it up, Chicago! Oh, this <laughs> is two, three, three, two, three it! Oh, you know oh. where this is going. Oh. It's the first legitimate
1: oh. quarterback. Oh. I
2: bow down to Jerry I Angelo. I bow down. am gonna go up there and lick his shoes. Guys, this can only <laughs> take us to Miami <laughs> Beach in oh. early February. I bow down to Jerry where, Angelo. the only way we're going. Super Harry. Bears, <laughs> Super Bowl. The Bears, forget about Basinet, oh, forget about Orton. Celebrate. Call triple threat Bassinet. sports. I want a bu- I want a number six jersey that says cutler Cutler not jerseys Jerry for Angelo everyone. is the man. Today's officially Jerry Angelo hey, Day in the city is of Chicago. Jerry Angelo. He actually, here. He actually got it right. Now he, because, they actually did it right. It's Jerry Angelo Day in he, Chicago he from has, here on April 2nd. He has clinched the Olympics coming to Chicago now. You can just take your butler jersey and put a C over the B, and you got a Cutler jersey. We are not joking. The Bears have agreed to terms with with the Denver Broncos to acquire Jake Cutler. Jake Cutler's a Chicago Bears. This is a press release, or at least uh, something that was sent out from the email, again, of Patrick Smith, the manager of media... Oh. Wow. I remember, I
0: believe I remember, being in South Carolina at the time. Advocation. And I remember somebody, or on a golf, I was there playing golf or something, I remember somebody calling me, I was like, no, come on, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I, you heard the the joy in, in Carmen and Yurko and Harry's voices... And, like, the first thought is is that the Bears are going to have a franchise-caliber quarterback for the first time in modern history. Jim McMahon, I had a chance to play in one, in one training camp with Jim. Jim was exceptional. Jim had probably the highest football IQ of anyone I'd been around. But he was, I mean, physically he couldn't stay healthy. So his time here in Chicago didn't turn out to be one where you would say, yes, Jim was a franchise-caliber quarterback. Jay came in and, and coming off a 2008 season where he threw for 4,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, and went to the Pro Bowl. So you know, there was a lot of thought around here that this was the answer to all of our quarterback prayers that we've been wandering in the quarterback desert for for decades here, and that this was going to bring us out of the the desert.
3: Alas, the acquisition of Jay Cutler in 2009 would not provide a Super Bowl berth that year. The Bears would go on in Jay Cutler's first season to finish 7 and 9. Jay would throw for 27 touchdown passes and 26 interceptions. That's a lot of picks. It was a lot of picks and it certainly was not exactly what the Bears and Jerry Angelo thought they were getting immediately, but the trade was it did involve the Bears' first and third Round picks in 2009, their first round pick in 2010, and Kyle Orton. They sent that package to the Broncos, and in and and in in uh, and, uh, they got back Jay Cutler in the deal. 26
0: years of age, again coming off a 4,500. 500- Yard passing season and a trip to the Pro Bowl. His only Pro Bowl. Yeah, I think everyone felt good about the direction the Bears were going, and they thought it was a really nice trade by Jerry Angelo. What Do you remember what your first
3: response was? So, I do remember, so coincidentally enough... I think Tyler April, was in a high chair at the Well, time. we're going to ask him and Charlie what they remember about it. For me, it was, it, uh, as you heard, uh, it was April 2nd, 2009. April 2nd is actually my wife Michelle's birthday. And so we were set getting ready to leave for dinner. We had dinner reservations with her, I believe her mother, um, maybe her grandfather, who are also going to go out with us that day. And I believe we had like a 5.30, 6 o'clock reservation. And I was set to go. And all of a sudden, right around, it was a little bit after 4, I think, a little bit after 4 o'clock. When the news came down and all of a sudden I was entrenched in listening to ESPN 1000, Carmirco and Harry and also popped on the NFL network at that time because I wanted to get as much feedback and breakdown as I could. And so we were actually late to my wife's birthday dinner. Eventually, she dragged me out of the house and said, we have to go. We're late for uh, my birthday dinner reservation. But I was like, hey, listen. You're gonna have a birthday every year. Right. The Bears only trade for a franchise quarterback once, or so I thought. Yeah, still waiting on that, so we'll see. But uh, that was my memory of that day, April second, two thousand nine. Tyler, you were much younger in two thousand nine. Yeah, I had just turned twelve when this had happened, and so you were my, right now. My son Alex is twelve, so you were my son's age so when they traded for Cutler. I believe I was actually listening
4: to the station when it happened. Um I don't remember that exact moment but I remember listening to a lot of ESPN 1000 maybe not right when it happened but in the aftermath of when it had happened because I believe we had some sort of school play or something like that or concert or something that we were driving to mm-hmm. and so we we had went to dinner and then we were going to to the to the school for the, the player concert or whatever it was. And, like The only thing that was on my mind was the Bears got Jay Cutler, the Bears got Jay Cutler, the Bears got Jay Cutler. Um, but I remember being so excited about that because and I, he was probably one of the first major acquisitions that one of the teams that I rooted for had made. Like, I'm trying to think. I, I guess the Nomar trade was, was big in the moment for me, but outside of that, there hadn't been any big trades that were made to get a guy of cutler's caliber
3: yeah and
4: that was the the first like shock value one for me
3: all right charlie's even younger than tyler uh, charlie do you recall well charlie wasn't even in chicago
4: yeah i was growing up in oregon at this point i was so i would have been like nine years old when this happened (laughs) so i don't have a ton of memories of this but i do remember my dad being really excited and then i also remember it like the, the tenor of it, at least from uh, like a national perspective souring on that move pretty quickly from what I remember. but look it was um, it was right on the heels because you know I was a Cubs fan it was like right on the heels of 08 and that was my first big sports like heartbreak so I was already like pessimistic by this point so I wasn't totally sure how to feel but yeah I vaguely remember like the excitement my dad had for it. Uh, and- one playoff appearance. I
0: believe two games. Obviously, they got to the NFC title game where he actually where Jay got hurt against
3: the Green Bay Packers out at Soldier Field. Correct. I believe that is correct. Yeah. In uh, 2010, when they lost the NFC title game to the Packers that they hosted at Soldier Field, that's correct. And of course, there was uh, another 10 win season in 2012, which did not result, remember, in a playoff berth. And that was actually Lovie Smith's final season. Well,
0: and some would argue that his best year as a Bear was the year in which he, he hurt his thumb, right? In and 2011. Had, and had surgery. After they had
3: lost the NFC title game to the Packers at home, in 2011, the Bears started the year 7-3. and three, And it finally seemed like everything that Mike Martz was doing, the offense was, offense was starting to click. Jay Cutler was starting to trust in what Mike Martz was dialing up for him. And yes, it was. I believe it was the game against the Chargers, the then San yep. Diego Chargers at the time when the Bears. I believe they won that game, right? But in the process, Jay Cutler would break his thumb in the eleventh week of the season. Didn't he? Did he get, th- get hurt trying
0: to tackle somebody? Isn't on that an exception? I, I believe yeah.
3: you're correct. Yeah, and and I think he played. He played the game, right? He finished the game, if I'm not mistaken. I Believe he did. Yeah, yeah. But then ultimately, he would. Uh, he would go on to uh, break his thumb, and then he would be out for, I think, the remainder of the season. Well, so to this day, he is still the leading, pretty much leads the Bears. In every in key passing every category. every key
0: passing category, I think, in the history of the franchise. So, it didn't, I mean, it was, the, the career was kind of, a do mixed, I say it was... Wasn't it even was even a mixed bag? It was the epitome of a mediocre run, wasn't it? Because in 102 games, they were 51-51 and 51 over that stretch. He had 154 touchdown passes and 109 interceptions in a Bears uniform, threw for an average of 230 yards per game, and had a quarterback rating of
3: 85.2. And, you know, if you would have told me that day, uh, when they made the trade for him on April 2nd, 2009, if you would have said, Jay Cutler is going to come here and be the Chicago Bears quarterback for eight seasons, but he's never going to throw for 4,000 yards, I would have said, no effing way they're yeah. lying. I would not have believed it because, like you said, he was coming off a Pro Bowl uh, in uh, Denver where he had thrown for 4,500 yards, and I thought for sure the Bears were set to go and uh, finally had their franchise quarterback in place. Didn't work out the way we had all hoped. And it was interesting, too, because Jake, the Jay Cutler show on this station provided, Oh, we
0: developed a fabulous relationship with Jay.
3: And, it, and, the, and that show provided so many great Moments that we talk about you know we we recall frequently during the year, uh, often right like there's always something the Kyle long fill in moments you know yeah. uh Sylvie grilling jay like he was in a dentist chair about interceptions thrown when jay was just looking for you know an opportunity to talk about what show he was watching and he he was done after the first 30 minutes but sylvie wanted to frequently go back to you know the pick six that he had thrown in that previous sunday's game but there were so many great moments from jay you guys built a great relationship and i believe we have one of the first times jay actually called into the station after you guys were speaking glowingly about what the Bears had been able to do, what Jerry Angelo had baby had been able to pull off. Jay Cutler, I believe this might have been the first time he ever called in to talk to famously, not Sylvie, but
2: Steve? Who's on the line? Jay Cutler. Put him in. Jay Cutler on the line. He's uh, Jay. What's going on? Hey, what's up? You know, this isn't Waddle and Sylvie. This is Carmen Yurko and Harry. I know. I called in to talk to Steve. We're trying to. I'm um, with uh, Greg right now. We're trying to get uh, plug his event on Thursday a little bit. And uh, I heard Steve was talking. Uh... Wait, who's Steve? You mean Sylvie? Yeah, yeah. I heard they were talking about our uh, volleyball game this morning. Like Steve,
3: Oh, there you go a little so bit so funny of a musical accompaniment to the first time that jay color ever called into the station to talk i don't to know steve. if they
0: ever did steve ever play uh, volleyball in their tournament i know we played in, in greg's kickball tournament but i don't ever remember playing i know i never played in a volleyball
3: tournament with greg think about that too he's calling he's driving around with greg olson and now years later greg olson's uh, fresh off of his first super making Bowl 10 million dollars
0: a year calling games for fox what a, Steve's on vacation somewhere. What a,
3: what, a, what a weird, weird road, winding road that we yep. have uh, it's crazy. Have delivered. This is, this is just, when you think back, for Greg Olson to be the color analyst of a Super Bowl is insane in and, and of and, itself.
0: And we as Bears fans are still thirsting for that franchise caliber quarterback. And there's plenty of hope out there that Justin Fields is that guy. Still a lot of questions to be answered, but we are still... X number of years later, still searching for the guy.
3: Yeah. Yes, we are, and we're still unsure. And there's frequent uh, stories day in and day out as to so whether or Justin Fields is.
0: Your 22nd greatest moment in Chicago sports
3: history based on our evaluation and our voting. Brought to you of course by yeah. Great Clips. As you mentioned Danny Zetterman thought this should be much higher. I think it's appropriately placed yeah. at 22nd. I can't like especially when we look at the way the it unfolded, it's really hard to make the argument that look it's the last it's the last 25 years. I can't remember
0: a time when you were as, as excited or more excited about something that the Bears did.
3: Mhm.
4: I mean, yeah, I was going to say is Them trading for Jay Cutler, the peak moment of joy of the Jay Cutler tenure.
3: (laughs) I don't know. Maybe Uh, when they were going to the NFC title. I was gonna say they beat the Seahawks pretty soundly at home. Yeah. And and the I'm trying who lost to allow the Bears to host that game? That I have no idea. It was the Saints, right? Was it the Saints? I don't remember. That's why I'm trying to. Yeah, you may be you may be correct, Charlie. But I just remember because the Bears weren't the number one seed that year, but they were fortunate that the uh, that um, they were able to host the NFC title game. So yeah, I think that might have been it. The moment they were they knew they were we were playing the Packers at Soldier Field for an NFC title game. Which, if I'm not mistaken, I remember famously too. That's the first time that ever the first and only time that's ever occurred. Where the Bears and Packers have squared off, I think... In the postseason at in, yeah, to uh to for the winner to go on to play in the Super Bowl. Hmm.
0: Expected more, but didn't get it. So, still the 22nd greatest moment I, in sports history voted on by us. And, here in Chicago in the last 25 years. Had Jay
3: Cutler's ten-year gone better, I think this moment would be much higher up.
0: Well, of course it would have. I don't know
3: how... I'm trying to, like... How if the Bears make a Super Bowl with Jay? Do we oh, feel it's, different, it's, drastically it's, yes. differently of about course. his career? Yeah. Which is, but think about that—they're one win away against the Packers from making that Super Bowl appearance. Yes. So how fleeting it is
0: that we would look. Well, back. at that point too, like it, it would have gone a longer. It would have gone further towards answering the question at quarterback, the most important position, and something where we have never found that answer before. So. Uh, I understand why the, the, the
3: you know, where it's placed where it is.
0: But we got 21 more moments to bring to you going forward.
3: We well. do. We're breaking them down every Tuesday for you again. Brought to you by our fine partners over at Great Clips. Let's check in with Eddie, who's on the north side. Wants to talk a little bulls here because we were discussing that before we were counting down our moment there. Eddie, what's going on, man?
1: Hey, boys, how are you doing? Good, Eddie. You, you tell us. Know, we, we talk about superstars. Kevin Love was a superstar when he was at Minnesota. Booch was when he was at his own team. The problem is, is when you bring these DeRozans and Booches and all that, everyone wants the attention. You know, and and it makes these players seem like they're average or good players, but that's what happens when you do that. I mean, you know, look when LeBron with uh, Kevin Love, he was like just a shell of himself when he started playing with them. But when he was on Minnesota, he was unstoppable. And you can even say about the, the guy that's um, uh, with the LeBron now. I mean, he was, what, 50, 60
3: Anthony points the
1: night, every night, you know? Anthony Davis. Well, the whole yeah, bet is, is is AD. that
0: you pair these guys together and it actually takes you somewhere where you want to go. I get what you're saying. A lot of people will tell you, well, Vooch was just a, an all-star in Orlando because he was allowed to take the majority of the shots and there was no pressure. And a number of different things. The hope is is that you pair enough good guys together. Yeah. And it's, I mean, look, you, there's only five guys on the court at the same time. So, um, I as I said earlier, I, I understand why there's frustration. Because you did pay a high price for Vooch. The fact is is that, that that's not the only mistake
3: that is costing them at this time. You're right. But for me, the reason the Vooch trade is still the biggest mistake. Well... I'm trying. You know, I wasn't a big fan of signing Zach Levine to a max deal either because I've, I've never thought of him as a guy who's going to be. Um, I don't even know if he's going to be the second best. But if player the decisions
0: the that they're making, they prove that they don't make good decisions. You're just telling me then that they've got more ammo to make bad decisions with the benefit of hindsight. So if you keep Wendell Carter Jr. and you keep those two picks,
3: they've got more options. But here's the thing: I think we had you had. I think we had seen enough of Vooch to know that the likelihood of him being the best player on a team that's going to win a championship was not. We all knew that. But you didn't need him to be. here's the problem. He kind of did, though, because if you're trading the first-round picks that you did for Vooch, like, look at all... But your hope at that point is that Zach Levine continues to grow and become a player where he is your... But I think he's we, your top player. Didn't we know he wasn't going to be the best player on a championship team too? Don't you believe that? I I mean did you look, ever think I, he would be the I best player? I was okay on a championship with them team? taking
0: swings at doing something because the previous I, I, regime did nothing I, at all.
3: I hear you, but the problem is when you take your you only have so many swings, right? It's like three strikes and you're out. If if Donovan Mitchell or Kevin Durant, one of these superstar players become available, James Harden, the only way you're going to likely land them is if you have multiple first-round picks to entice the team that's looking to trade them. But the Bulls don't have that because they cast their lot with Vooch. You you it's, you it's pick the all-star player that you're going to get in bed with.
0: Right. And Or you can continue to hold all of these picks and hope that somebody comes available and then yes. have the capacity to do it. In the meantime, what are you doing? You're just holding
3: your picks, waiting for someone to choose and, you? And you know what, though? And if here's the thing. Worst case scenario, if you're not, again, you got to build around that superstar. You got to land him. Before you do that, you're basically just spinning your wheels. And maybe, maybe if you're good at your job too, if you get a a decent lottery pick, you can find your superstar. You can find your. I'm just saying to you now,
0: everyone now wants those picks, and I do too. It's the reason why I don't want them to be in the play in game. I want them to have an opportunity, even if it's a 42% chance, to have a shot at one of the top four selections, still have to make good decisions. We may find out over the course of time that this front office makes bad decisions year after year after year after year. I'm just telling you, at the time, I was happy that they were taking swings. And we can sit here now and look back at it and say, well, the thing that sunk their ship was the trade for Vooch because it, gave, it didn't, if it doesn't work out, now you don't have any draft picks, so you got nowhere to go. Well, I mean, I could play this game with you and say, well, okay, you've got these draft picks for these guys. They used the fourth pick of the draft, their first draft, and drafted Patrick Williams. How's that going? Not great. So, I mean, like, look, this is a messy scenario, and we're in hell. We're in NBA hell. My only point over the course of the conversation was just I think it's easy to point to the Vooch Mm -hmm. trade and say that's what sunk our battleship. And the truth is, is it's been a piece to the puzzle. It's a crappy puzzle. But there are a lot of things you can point to. And at the end of this, you may find out that this crew is not capable of making overall good basketball decisions. And we may be stuck in this basketball hell for an extended period of time.
3: He's Waddle. I'm Meller, And for Sylvie, up next, we get you caught up on the world of sports, what's going on, what you missed. And we get a little weird, too, in the process inside Waddle's World.
1: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago,
2: Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get weird. 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 Let's get
0: yeah, let's get weird. Inside Waddles World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wind Trust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us member F D I C. Does anyone have an update on Aaron Rodgers for me? Nobody. I'm shocked that nobody knows when he went in and when he is coming out. Is it weird that I'm interested in this?
3: I don't think it's weird. I think we're all intrigued. I wonder how quickly he will do an appearance on the well, pa- McAfee Well, McAfee is show. off, I think. I think
0: McAfee's on vacation. He
3: usually joins him on Tuesday. But today's we know, Tuesday. We where's, know, where's
0: Where's Rogers? Well, we know
3: that Aaron went to his darkness retreat on Friday. He started it. So for four days. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And he comes out today. Or does he come out I, Monday I, night? I suppose I, I suppose. I don't know what time he went in on Friday, so I guess it depends, right? Is it a full 96 Is this game hours? over?
0: Because if this game's over, can we get e- Maybe there's an ESPN update yet. on it.
3: Shut your mouth. It, it hasn't gone as expected, though, I will admit. Real Madrid up 5-2 on Liverpool in the first So league. I mean, I'm just uh, surprised that there is no... So, I don't think we'll know, though, until Aaron Rodgers is willing to... And I don't know if he's going to immediately. We're not going to know what. Talk. We're, I don't know. If, I don't know if we're going to know how it went when he left until he actually speaks to McAfee again, or if he does another podcast in the process prior to that. Which he's again. Been I can't known say it do. enough.
0: I am absolutely shocked with the way that we follow things in the National Football League and the mm-hmm. way that things are constantly highlighted. You thought, I'm shocked that there hasn't been any coverage of Aaron Rodgers going into
3: this dark retreat you thought, and coming uh, out of this. You thought Harvey Levin would have one of his TMZ I would think, sports I mean, peeps T-C- on CN- top of
0: this? TMZ does have a sports arm or a they sports do. wing. And this
3: would seem to be seen a video tailor-made for them. Well, I mean, look, we I, are I, a, I wondered, though. I have to say, if I went... Into a darkness retreat, I would not be going in on a Friday. I would not want to be wasting my weekends. See, this is we had this retreat. conversation upstairs, and and if you
0: if you're worried about wasting a weekend, you ain't ready for this retreat. This isn't for you. Like I mean, like this was the conversation we had upstairs. Like, when do you want to go in? You don't have a concept of what day it really is. If you're going through this process, you're not setting this up so that you're available for a round of golf on Saturday. Why not? Because, well, because you're, then you're not mentally in... ready for the darkness. Well, I don't. You know what though? Well, why are you doing this? Why are you? I don't. Why know. are you? You blocking off this period of time,
3: but you got to be out of the darkness because you got a round of golf on Saturday. I don't want to come out of the dark, darkness and have to go back to back to work on Friday, or, or like you know, or maybe like. Yeah, I think I, I think the best day to start a four day darkness retreat is is Tuesday or maybe Monday. And
2: just I don't take, think you're in the right frame of mind if you
0: are worried about ruining one of your va- or one of your weekends. Well, I just I, don't. But,
2: but
3: I don't want to come back from the darkness retreat on Monday and then have a full week ahead of me of work. Is that does that seem like a great idea, Tyler? I don't. When do you want to start your darkness I, retreat? But I think I said, that
0: like this is you're you're talking about. you this is your priority, not messing up
3: your weekend. But what if you have to go back to work? Don't you want to? I think
0: think you take off the ample time that you need. Exactly. I don't think you worry about that.
3: Not everybody. Anybody that's going into the dark room for four days isn't worried about their weekend. Not all of us have unlimited vacation days there, Mr. Big Shooter. Some of us have to uh, worry about how we accommodate those days. We can't all be Sylvie and just take off, you know, whenever we need. I don't think that that's so unique the, to Sylvie either. Just, but just well, he's not here, so that's why I used him okay. as the example. What? Seriously, though, if you have to pin down, what is the ideal day? I don't. I don't think there is, is one. I think it's when I you disagree. when you have come to terms with this is what you're going to do. It's always more beneficial to come back and have a couple days to kind of recharge. Then you the you are going
0: into the experience in the wrong
4: frame of mind. Am I wrong? Maybe,
3: but like I if you are. We
4: we're the ones that don't want to to ruin our weekends, but we're also probably not the demographic that's going on a darkness retreat. Fine. If and I'm not, fine. if I'm
0: worried about ruining my weekend, I I'm not right. I'm but not so, part of the group
3: that is even considering so going do I a dark. have to be a former or do I have to be a professional athlete in the off season or somebody who's unemployed to appreciate the darkness retreat? I don't know. I like I have a job. I need to come in. Do you need day to, day. The, the darkness retreat right now? I don't need to, but I'm saying if I'm interested in this, what is the best day? I that, feel like it's it's what Monday through Thursday. And, and I
0: feel that if this is something I truly need, I'm not gonna be bound by my schedule.
4: What if there was like a wedding you're trying to get out of or something? Then you could do it then.
0: Sorry, darkness Again, retreat. Charlie, it sounds like to me you're using this as an opportunity to just skip out on something. I think if you're going if you're worried about when you're getting out, you're worried about when you when you come out of the darkness retreat. Yes. That you're not in the right frame of mind when you're going in. That's all I'm saying too.
3: I think I,
0: I, I, don't I think, think Aaron a-
3: Rodgers was worried about it. Again, he's a he's a football player in the offseason. He doesn't have to worry about the day to day nine to five. Yeah, I don't. I mean, look, I. If, I'm saying, so can
0: I not enjoy a darkness retreat? Listen, you can do it how it. You can take whatever. I my only concern would be if I'm sitting, and I would think there would be some counseling involved. You don't just show up and go, hey. I'm here for the Darkness Retreat. I think there's probably a little bit of a process you, you go through to make you sure. make sure
3: I'm out by 5 o'clock
0: yeah, on Friday? Then, then I think that if you have that conversation with the people at the Darkness Retreat. I'm meeting the fellas up at the live. I think Friday they're night. probably telling you it's probably not a good idea for you to be part of this. Got
3: a Friday night logger. By the I
0: way, I've got you. some Bears news for you from Courtney Cronin. Bears. Bears have released defensive end Al-Kadeen Muhammad. It's official. It frees up about four million dollars in cap space. Remember, little he, surprised he comes from uh, it was yeah. a free agent signing from the Colts, right? Yes, uh, he was. Did not make much of an impact. Nor did anybody rushing the passer for the Bears make much no, of an impact, they, as they sacked twenty quarterbacks this year. He
3: had, uh, Muhammad had six sacks in Indianapolis the year before. They signed him to a two-year, eight million-dollar deal, and as you mentioned, he only had one sack this past season with the Bears. Um, I think. I think the assumption was that. Having played in Iberflus' defense, he was going to be able to, you know, be that veteran presence. And obviously that has not worked out, but they will save an additional $4 million. So they are just under $100 million in cap space as they get set for the free agent. When is free agency free open Which
0: free agent? What do we call it? Legal tampering? Yes, the legal tampering period begins on March 13th. Okay, now, we're getting closer. Today is the first day where franchise tags can be placed on players. That is correct. I don't believe a team would necessarily come out of the gates, come out Usually, of the, the, the blocks,
3: yeah, you, and tag someone. I think that there's probably something... So they've got a two-week period where they can make yeah. that decision, where the deadline, where they actually have to place the franchise.
0: Like, I think let's use Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens as an example here.
3: Yeah, If you're
0: still interested in trying to negotiate a deal, a long-term deal with Lamar Jackson, or you're looking to trade him, whatever the case may be, I don't think the time,
3: you don't need to do this in a quick fashion. I would think Lamar is the type of player who will be held till the very last possible moment because, like you said, they want to probably keep the dialogue, the avenue of dialogue open with Lamar Jackson and I guess his mother because she's helping him with the negotiation process. Remember, he doesn't have an agent. So you want to keep the dialogue open and the last thing I think you want to do is place a franchise tag on him before you need to because you know once you do that, if you're the Ravens, chances are um communication is not going to be great at that point. My my guess is,
0: is the Baltimore Ravens will trade him. That's my guess. I'm not saying it's the right thing or the wrong thing. But my guess is is that at this point, look, either either they're concerned about his durability. He missed the last five games of the 2021 season and then missed the postseason. He missed the last five games of the 2022 season and the postseason. Now, if him sitting out, I'm, that's not my... I'm not making that assumption. But some would say, well, maybe he was able to play, but he decided not to put him in self and harm's way because he didn't have any contract
4: security. Yeah.
0: If that was the case, I would think then that this place is, they're not a good place. So my guess, my at the end of the day, my guess is is that, that they will be
3: looking to trade him. And I'm... I I don't know if that will ultimately happen, but that would be my guess. I'm kind of rooting for Lamar to get the biggest guaranteed money. I'd like to see him usurp Deshaun Watson's deal because just the nature in which Deshaun Watson was able to create leverage... Out of uh, some sexual assault allegations. And that was kind of disgusting. And I understand... I don't know how, like, yeah.
0: I mean, even that concept, that, that sentence doesn't really even work for me. That you were able to create
3: but it, you, negotiating it But do you know what i saying, though, right? Because the Houston Texans had decided to move on from him. And then the allegations made it so that they had no interest in bringing him back. Made him that much more available for for the Texans to wrapped their mind around trading their franchise quarterback. He then created leverage out of the situation because there was a bidding war for Deshaun Watson's services amongst reportedly the Saints, the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Browns. And he told the Browns they were not going to be one of the teams that he would sign a deal with because he wanted more guaranteed money. And the Browns decided, okay, fine, we'll give you, we'll guarantee the entire contract. And because of that, he decided to sign with the Browns and created the trade there.
0: Well, I look, I'm, I'm all for every player getting as much as they can get. There, the, I don't believe there's any chance Lamar Jackson plays on the franchise tag. I think that's what the, the, the Baltimore Ravens would like to do. So I don't see that as an option. And, and I would think that this is, this is going to come to a head, and my best guess would be that they would part ways. Uh, Ravens offense, a new offensive coordinator, Todd Monk, and it says not worried if Lamar Jackson holds out. Uh, they'll be able to, to get the new system um, in place, and they'll be fine. I don't know that that's the case. I think that this one's not going to end well for them, uh, or, or it's not going to end where both sides are on. Find some common ground. Uh, as we told you earlier, the Bulls, and Patrick Beverly are finalizing a deal. Pat Bev will be with the Bulls, my assumption is, is he'll be on the court yelling at uh, Zach when things get back to work after the All-Star break. Uh, Giannis uh, he has a sprained ligament in his right wrist. I believe he's expected to come back as soon as the pain subsides, according to Woj. Uh, but nothing seems horrible with that. Russell Westbrook is uh, signing with the Clippers. And that's really the extent of all going on. And again, all, uh, obviously the Bulls have uh, announced that Lonzo Ball is out for the remainder of the season. So that's pretty much all of these sports-roo going on. I, I contend that this is probably the calmest part of the entire sports calendar. We'll see if things start to pick up as Major League Baseball gets underway and the NBA gets back to work, but it's been kind of a snore fest. I haven't watched anything over the last couple of days. I'm excited, even though this Bulls team is a team that I'm very frustrated with. I, as I've claimed, I'm pretty apathetic about mm-hmm. who they are. I'll be glad when they get back on the hardwood and it gives me something to complain about. That will be on Friday, yeah, my friend. That'll be, that'll be nice. Uh, okay, when we come back, I got some nonsense for you. That's a highlight of my day. That's next.
1: Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.
0: A couple of interesting stories for you. How about this one? Spanish Transport Secretary resigns after new trains are too big for tunnels. (laughs) How do you make that mistake? Um, Spain's Secretary of State for Transport and the head of the state rail company have resigned amid continuing public and political anger. After it emerged that dozens of new trains ordered for two northern Spanish reasons were too big to fit through some tunnels. Three years ago, the state rail operator announced plans to modernize the rolling stock on new uh, on narrow-gauge commuter trains and medium-distant trains in local areas. After all of
3: that, they found out that the trains were too big for the tunnels. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of a basic Basic premise, the train needs to be smaller to fit into the tunnel. Can't have a big train. Well said. Trying to get into that small tunnel. Well said.
0: A uh, visitor accidentally knocks over and shatters a $42,000 sculptor at an art exhibit. In Miami, a sculpture worth forty-two grand from renowned artist Jeff Coombs was accidentally knocked over and shattered to pieces Thursday at an exhibit.
3: The... I saw this the the, uh, the art the piece of art. It was uh, like shaped like a balloon animal, like a balloon. Speaking dog. of that,
0: do we have any do we have any answers as to what all of the balloon stuff was? Like everything Balloons. just disappeared. What? Like all of the stuff that, that I mean, all the things me, that were. Let me check in on that. Yeah, can you give me an update on on the balloon stuff that was being shot from the skies a couple weeks ago? Oh, it seems oh, to have okay, I got kind you. of uh, been removed from the front of our brains. So what do you do? If you uh, you knock over uh, something that's worth forty-two thousand dollars,
3: apparently an art collector accidentally kicked over the the uh, what's the the stanchion or whatever that was holding up the statue.
0: And hey, guests captured video of a stunned crowd moments after the sculpture was shattered. The video was posted to Instagram along with a caption in part. This woman knocked it over. I actually witnessed the whole thing. It shattered into a thousand pieces. One of the most crazy things I've ever seen. What is what is protocol for that?
3: If, I'm if, assuming if, everything is insured. Yes, I, I did see that they're waiting to hear back from. They put they took all the <laughs> pieces. They put them in a box, and they're waiting for the insur- the art insurance company to look into it further. I don't know. I mean, I feel like isn't isn't the standard if if you if you break it you break it, it, it you buy it. That's the way it's been, you know. I mean, I if you go you into a
0: grocery store and you knock over a couple of, you know, jars of of spaghetti sauce or something, my guess is, is go, those go on your tab. So this,
3: uh, you mentioned it, the Jeff Koons artwork. It's a piece titled Balloon Dog Blue. was valued at $42,000. Koons also has a couple of other pieces of art in similar fashion. Balloon artwork. One called... Rabbits. The sculpture sold for $91 million in 2019. Another balloon dog, the orange, sold for $58.4 million. I'll just tell you, the person that knocked it over is lucky that it wasn't one of those. I mean, well, yes, but who's paying for this? I think the insurance company probably ultimately or the museum is going to take a hit. Don't you don't you think I would think so?
0: Uh, here's an odd uh, article or, or story as well. Wooden object nearly 2,000 years old suggests Romans used sex toys, a new study said. Charlie is suggesting that this story is not... I think it was you, Charlie, right? That this story, as you read into it, or was it Tyler saying that this thing is... It's they they lead up. you to believe it's too that, buttoned up. Yeah, uh, too buttoned up. Okay, a nearly 2,000-year-old wooden object in the shape of a penis could have served as a sex toy by ancient Romans. According to a new study. If you look at the picture of the item, you can understand why they came to that conclusion. Mm -hmm. The artifact was unearthed in 1992 in a ditch at a Roman fort. Um, Researchers initially recorded the object as being a darning tool, according to the study published in the journal Antiquity on Sunday. This misidentification was the oh. result of the tool being found alongside dozens of shoes and dress accessories and other small tools and craft waste products, according the, to a news release.
3: The object was 6.3
0: inches long. However, researchers have reinterpreted the artifact as a disembodied phallus and by examining it closely have outlined some of its most likely possible functions. <laughs> you don't you say. guys have both seen it. What do you believe it is? That, my friend. I mean, like, look. I get it. It's from from ancient times, but have times really changed? I guess would be a good question. I think we
4: look
3: pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I mean, there's a head on
3: it. Like, (laughs) that is a head. I would agree with you, Tyler. Um, And it's definitely looks. It looks very smooth, right? So splinters. When it it seems like it has been sanded down. That was my concern. But, but that was Charlie. Immediately, Charlie's
0: concern was someone's getting hurt here. But it, but because it's right? wood, Charlie
3: isn't that what you're yeah, worried well, about? How good was uh, their sanding material? No, for p- no pun intended. But it is wood, so it looks like it is sanded down well, though, right? Wouldn't you agree? Oh, it they looks probably, pretty smooth. It they looked didn't pretty have smooth. access to the plastic materials we have available to us nowadays. Back in the ancient Roman times, right? a sand job. Yeah,
0: you said sand, right? I did. <laughs> like. We've only hit one of the the four common P's of, of Waddle's world, haven't we? Yeah, I feel like, like, a inadequate. Yeah, we're, we're one four. By right way, no, no
4: balloon updates, no balloon but updates? Uh, the nerds are getting a little uh, worrisome that their balloons are going to get um, <laughs> shot this, down. This is from uh, NPR. Researchers watch and worry as balloons are blasted from the sky. They think that their research balloons are going to get taken down now. Interesting. That's crazy.
0: Uh, and finally, a little XFL update. Fans, at the, uh, this weekend's uh, first week of the XFL, uh, pelt the field with lemons after a massive beer snake is confiscated. Nothing says XFL like massive beer snake and people throwing lemons on the field, does it? Fans, at Sunday night's XFL game in Washington between the D.C. Defenders and Seattle Sea Dragons not pleased when security took away their beer snake. After security confiscated the coalition of cups at Audi Field in D.C., fans responded by launching lemons onto the
3: field. You know what they say. I don't don't, know what they say. What do they say? When life gives you lemons, throw them onto the field. Make a beer snake.
0: By the way, did they ever? Did we ever get numbers on television? The viewership for the the NBA All Star Game, or are they hiding those from us because they don't want to? They want to tell you. That was something that was on my mind earlier, and then it just escaped my mind. I'm sure. We could you know what else is on my around? mind? Baseball. Baseball. We haven't had an opportunity to talk about a couple of things. One, Carmen and Yurko had a nice conversation with Wilson Contreras yesterday. Willie and I believe that Jonathan Cardinal. and Cap also had a conversation with Theo Epstein yesterday morning.
3: They did indeed, and we had every intention of bringing it your way yesterday until we got until we had to roll up our sleeves, lick our fingers, and talk some ribs on a yes. plane. And so because that sidetracked us, we never got to the Willie Contreras and Theo Epstein. So I think the four o'clock hour is a perfect opportunity for us to kick things off with a conversation about those two pieces of audio and a visit with our good baseball friend, Jeff Passon. Nice. We'll do that in the four o'clock hour coming up next.